What is up guys, it is Aaron, aka Bucks user, and I'm coming to y'all today to bring y'all a recap of the 2000 and uh, I believe 20 uh, NCAA season week three. So the overall goal is what I'm trying to accomplish here is to bring more uh, in-depth, more realism into the prospects that are coming into Madden for us. So, you know, JT's working on all the uh, um, attributes and everything, putting them in there. So what I want to do is kind of bring to life those players that are coming in here so it can add just another layer of uh, realism to our league. So I'm going to try to get uh, detailed, but not too detailed into what's actually going on each week into uh, the NCAA uh, year so uh, just to start off we're gonna kind of take you through the their ESPN's little you know I guess their hub as far as what's going on in that week so that's what we're gonna start off with and for the top stories of this week we got the Pac-12 foes clash the number six ranked Huskies are looking ahead to their big conference game with number five uh, Stanford so that's gonna be a big uh, Pac-12 game and uh, you know Stanford's ranked fifth Washington six, so it's going to be a, a, a shakeup in the top ten come next week. One of these two teams are going to be losing. Um, next, uh, we got one. Florida shows just how dominant they are and how they can be at home as they put a stomping on East uh, Michigan, sixty-three to thirteen. So uh, they had a pretty big game there, and um, I believe they're the the top guy really. Um, was he had the running back Scarlett who had two touchdowns and then he had uh, Pirine uh, running back again had 146 yards and one touchdown so the running game was really working for them uh, there uh, for Florida their quarterback Franks um, you know he had 274 yards three touchdowns zero interceptions even their backup came in through two touchdowns so uh, Florida doing work against East Michigan um, next we go into the SEC and it's Georgia's first real test. The Bulldogs are all geared up to start their conference schedule this week as they play South Carolina uh, Gamecocks there. So that's going to be a big SEC showdown there. Uh, Michigan, uh, they opened the season with an impressive win over Utah. So uh, Michigan taking care of business there. Let me get you the score. 26-3. Uh, um, you know, uh, Utah only had three field goals. Michigan putting in the work showing why they are um, the number third ranked team in the nation. And um, let's see who their top player was for that game. Um, it looks like their wide receiver T Black, five receptions, 118 yards and one touchdown. So uh, offensively, they really didn't do much, um, but they really did have um, a couple things kind of go their way. Um, so that is Michigan there. Uh, next story here, we got uh, the Nitty Lions. Um, it's called Good News and Bad News. The Nitty Lions win but lose Joseph for eight weeks. I'm not exactly sure who Joseph is. I'll find out so we get that updated. But it uh, looks like Penn State's going to be able without a player named Joseph. Um, the Bulldogs lose ground. The Bulldogs slipped to number 20 after losing to UAB. UAB... Uh, it was a close game, 27 to 28. UAB came out on top, so that's uh, up your first real upset of the um, of this season, and uh, that win really put uh, UAB into the top 25. And they came in this uh, week ranked at number 24, and uh, Mississippi State's dropped all the way down to um, the 20. 
Then we got uh, another Pac-12 showdown, the main man. Washington's Bowman had a great day in the conference over opener against UCLA. And let me see if I could get those stats there. So Washington, they really did work here. They 41 to 14, Washington came out on top. Let me see what we are looking at. Um, so quarterback Jason Eason, he had a pretty good game. Uh, 25 for 31, 264 yards. Two touchdowns, zero interceptions, the 80% completion pass, uh, com completion there. So that's pretty good. Um, let's see, nobody really. Um, let's see, Washington just had a whole bunch of sacks that game. So um, yeah, Eason put in work there. So, and then we got uh, uh, demolishing that hapless. I think that's supposed to say helpless. I think they missed. Anyways, uh, the Cardinals torched Virginia's defense to a tune of 59 points on opening day. So Stanford put in work there on their opening day game. So we're going to jump uh, into the top 25. So those were the top stories of week three. We're going to jump into the top 25 and uh, just kind of give you a brief uh, summary of... Uh, of the teams that are in there so not much change in the top 10 uh from last week so ohio state still comes in ranked number one alabama number two um they put a pretty good beat down on fau 40 to zero michigan as we talked about they won 26 to 6 against utah georgia didn't play nobody last week so they stay at number four stanford uh they put a um pretty good uh, whooping on virginia so uh they stay at number five and that again that win was 59 to 7. washington uh beat us uh ucla they stay at six and remember we got that big showdown between washington and stanford so one of uh, uh the five and six team are gonna go at it one of them are probably gonna drop down close to the 10th spot so lsu uh comes in at number seven uh miami eight Texas uh, didn't play nobody last week. They're at still at nine. Uh, Missouri is at uh, is at ten. Um, they played uh, Indiana in their opening game and they won 44 to uh, 23. Florida State comes in ranked at 11. They moved up one spot. Texas A&M comes in at 12th. Uh, they moved up one spot. Florida as well comes in at 13. Uh, they moved up. Kentucky um, is at 14th. They moved up one spot as well. Um, then we got USC, who's at 15th. Oklahoma, who jumped up two spots to number 16th. Uh, Clemson stays the same uh, with the 0-1 record, um, 17th. Uh, and they play uh, Illinois this week. California moves up one spot to number 18th. Wisconsin jumps from 21 to 19 as they won uh, against a Division II school. Um, so they are now 2-0. and oh. That might be a team to look out for as far as moving on up. They got a really good uh, squad, and um, I think their schedule is going to be pretty favorable. So here is the big drop. Mississippi State dropping all the way down to 20th, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, they were ranked 11th last uh, week, and that, U that loss to UAB uh, really hurt them. Uh, they play Auburn uh, this week, so you can possibly look at maybe another loss for mississippi state that might just actually take them out of the top 25 so we'll pay attention to that next week uh west virginia uh is at 21 purdue moves up two spots to number 22 
this week um, as they played Central Michigan and they won 31 to 24. They played Notre Dame this week. Arkansas jumps from 25 to 23. Um, as they opened their season with a win against a Division II school. And uh, like I said earlier, UAB um, makes it into the top 25. They weren't ranked last uh, last week. So this week, um, you got UAB in the top 25. And then another team who wasn't ranked last week comes in at number, 20, uh, number 25 is Nebraska as they won uh, their opening week. They didn't play nobody, but just because of that loss um, from Mississippi State, couple teams got bumped up so um, that is your top 25 there and um, we're gonna go to the Heisman watch here uh, you know uh, Benny Snell jr. still remains the top candidate so far uh, last week against Ohio he had 21 carries 129 yards two touchdowns two receptions for 48 yards so uh, Snell really helping um, Kentucky out on the offensive side of the ball and then at uh, number two, we got DeAndre Swift from Georgia. Um, this was he had in play. He didn't play last week, but still from his first week against Clemson, 28 carries, 167 yards, a touchdown, three receptions for 32 yards, and then two receiving touchdowns. Then we have uh, AJ Dillon, um, who last game came against USC and they lost. Uh, 24 to 6 but he had 14 carries for 101 yards two receptions for 22 yards so a uh, nice little game there of course you want to come out the win but uh, I think AJ Dillon um, is going to be one of the better backs if he decides to uh, declare for the draft as he's only a junior um, then we got a uh, new guy in the top uh, Heisman run is uh, Josh Jacobs running back from Alabama he's a senior uh, last game against uh, FAU, they won 40-0, 28 carries, 194 yards, two rushing touchdowns, two receptions for 22 yards. So he had a good day on the ground for him. And then for uh, another candidate who jumped up into the top five is Jordan Scarlett, running back, a senior redshirt running back from Florida. And uh, again, that big win against East Michigan, uh, 11 carries, 85 yards, two touchdowns, and two uh, receiving uh, or two receptions for 22 yards. So uh, those are your two new players who jumped into the into the race. But I think it's going to be a very close call. I think uh, Kentucky, uh, the way they use Benny Snell, I think Snell is going to be probably one of the most favored uh, candidates. And then I think DeAndre Swift might not put up the numbers ex to the extent that I think Snell can. But him being in, you know, if Georgia could have a really good year, making a run into the into the postseason. You know, and his team being ranked and everything, I think uh, Swift might be uh, a sleeper going in there. The race is going to come down to, I think, Benny Snell or, or, or DeAndre Swift. Or I think uh, if we can have a quarterback really um, pr produce, I think you can also see a quarterback in there. But as of now, we got five running backs in the Heisman race. Again, it's only week three, but, um, you know, you never know how things are really going to turn out. But Kentucky loves using Snell, so... We're going to see how that goes. So here we're going to do a uh, player of the weeks. And uh, here from Ball State, uh, this is for the whole entire nation. We got junior Bryce Cosby um, against Iowa. And I believe he's a strong safety. He had two tackles and three interceptions. So that's, um, that's pretty nice there. And then you have on the offensive side, which I mentioned on our Twitter account, 
on the PML scout um, running back junior Ty Chandler from Tennessee. Uh, 24 carries, 239 yards, four touchdowns, and thir uh, 31 receiving yards. So he had a really big game there for Tennessee. So um, he might put himself on the map as far as um, scouts looking at him. So if he declares, uh, if he has a really good year, he might declare for the draft. And I think that might be uh, a prospect that uh, can throw a wrench into some people's draft boards as far as not expecting him to come out, but he ends up coming out and just his tangibles, his uh, physical capabilities. I think that's going to be a pretty uh, a good uh, player to watch there. So I'm just going to go through, uh, through the, the bigger conferences of the player of the week so we get a little bit more idea of, um, of who's doing what in, in the bigger conferences, the bigger name players. So um, on, uh, on the, in the SEC uh, offensive side, obviously it's Ty Chandler from Tennessee, that big game. Um, now, the only thing with that is that he, it was against a Division II school. Uh, so you take it for what it's worth, but nonetheless, it's still very productive day for a running back at that level. So, and then at, for Auburn, you have uh, left in senior Marlon Davidson. Uh, again, they played a Division II school, but he had four tackles uh, um, for a loss, four total tackles, four assisted tackles, two sacks, and a forced fumble. So he put in some pretty good work there. Um, next, we're going to jump to the Pac 12. Uh, on the defensive side, we got uh, a, lot, a left outside linebacker from Washington, junior Ryan Bowman. Uh, he had three tackles, two tackles for a loss, two sacks and interception. So he had a very productive day. Um, on the offensive side, uh, again, if you were following the uh, PML scouting account, you would know that I had mentioned uh, the Colorado quarterback, Steven uh, Montez, who had a really big game and he actually leads the NCAA uh, in touchdowns or he's tied for first in the nation. So, but he had a really big game against UMass. They won 48 to 14. He was 31 for 44, 394 yards. So almost 400 yards passing five touchdowns, nine carries and 35 yards rushing. So, uh, uh Montez might be putting himself on the map for, uh, you know, for being one of the earlier quarterbacks selected in the draft. Um, then we're going to go to the big 12. Um, here on the defensive side, we got a TCU cornerback, uh, senior redshirt Jeffrey Gladney, who had two tackles, uh, two assisted tackles, and two interceptions. Uh, he played against a Division II school, so again, but two interceptions there. And then for uh, the offensive side, we got West Virginia junior quarterback Jack Allison. Uh, again, Division II school, but he was 24 for, uh, I mean, 14 for 28, 342 yards. Um, four, 14 carries and 52 yards rushing and five total touchdowns. So he's uh, uh, looks to be a dual threat weapon there. And then on the Big Ten, we uh, for the defense we got um, right in junior redshirt Shane Simmons, um, Akron. He played, I believe it was Akron. Five tackles, two uh, no five tackles for a loss. I'm sorry, two total tackles, uh, a sack and a forced fumble. And then for the ACC, we have uh, on the defense. Oh, I'm sorry. Wait, I forgot the on the right uh, offensive side for the Big Ten. Uh, Purdue quarterback senior uh, Elijah Sindler. Sindler, I think that's how you pronounce the name. Anyways, he played against uh, uh, Michigan and uh, no Central Michigan. I'm sorry. They won 31 to 24. Um, 
he was 25 for 42 374 yards four touchdowns 13 carries for 33 yards now purdue has uh, i don't know a, a lot of his success might be actually coming from the wide receiver that they have he's a sophomore but he's super fast and he's probably um if he was to come out in the draft this year um he would probably be one of the top wide receiver prospects the only thing is he's small but he's probably one of the fastest players in in uh in in, in college so um, next, we're going to jump to the ACC. On the defensive side uh, for player of the week, we have uh, Pitt cornerback, senior redshirt, uh, Dane Jackson. He had uh, two tackles for a loss, a forced fumble, and interception. And then on the offensive side, we got uh, uh, NC State running back, sophomore Ricky uh, Person. Uh, he had 15 carries, 95 yards, three touchdowns, two receptions. Uh, 34 yards receiving and then one receiving touchdown so four total touchdowns there that is your um, player of the weeks for each major conference so that's pretty much what we're looking at uh, as far as what ESPN has for week three uh, you know we went over the top stories um, the top 25 Heisman watch and then the player of the week so um, what I'm going to do here is just kind of give you like the top one or two players of each um, stat category. So you kind of have an idea of who's doing what. And uh, if there's a prospect who you are interested in that might be putting up numbers that you think that are really good, you could take a look at him. So it's just to help further your, uh, your whole process of scouting. So um, on the passing side, um, so there's three quarterbacks that are tied for touchdowns with eight. Um, so you got Steven Montez from, uh, from Colorado. You got, uh, Kendall Hin Hinton from Wake Forest. And then you got Alex Hornibrook from Wisconsin. So, um, the what's pretty impressive here is actually the wide uh, the quarterback from Wake Forest, Kendall Hinton. Um, he's a uh, six foot, one ninety four. He's a scrambler. He's a senior redshirt, but he has uh, his stat line is thirty four for fifty five, four hundred sixty two yards passing, eight touchdowns, zero interceptions. So that's pretty impressive there. And then uh, uh, Montez, a uh, big bulk of his stuff came in the last game where he threw five touchdowns. But he has, uh, he's uh, 47 for 66, 714 yards, eight touchdowns, two interceptions, um, and a 71 completion, pass it, uh, completion percentage. So that's pretty impressive. And then the quarterback from Wisconsin, Hornybrook, uh, 37 for 64, 607 yards, eight touchdowns on four interceptions with a completion rate of um, 57%. So those are your, your top three um, producing quarterbacks as of right now. So here I'm going to jump into um, the rushing. And if you are following us on the PML scouting account on Twitter, you would know who's leading what there. So make sure you take a, a, you follow that so you keep uh, on top with uh, certain information that I won't be necessarily putting out on the podcast, but will be available to you on Twitter. So help out again your whole scouting process. So uh, the most attempts go to J.K. Dobbins. He has 50 attempts, and then uh, Zach Moss comes right behind him at 47. So uh, J.K. Dobbins putting in a lot of work for Ohio State. So he's barely a junior, but you gotta wonder if uh, you know the wear and tear might you know carry on into uh, 
next uh, into the next level. Again, if he declares, I think he'll probably be the top running back, but he's only a junior, so it, it's crazy to think how much better he can get uh, next year if he stays. But uh, he's leading the, uh, the nation in attempts rushing. Uh, he's also leading the the nation in yards with 352 averaging seven point yards a carry he has only one rushing touchdown right now but um that's uh that's pretty crazy that those numbers and we're only in week three so um you can imagine what kind of numbers he's gonna put up um on the touchdown side or the most touchdowns you have uh ty chandler uh, the running back from Tennessee. He's only a junior. Again, a lot of his work came in in the last game against a Division II school. So you got to be wary with that. Uh, Stephen Carr from USC, a junior running back. He has four touchdowns. Um, then you got uh, Otis Anderson from UCF, who comes in with four touchdowns. Uh, Cameron Scarlett, um, he's a, one of the, I think he's one of the running backs we have in the top 10 position group. He has four touchdowns, but only 131 yards rushing. So uh, that's something to look at uh, also to see how he does against this big matchup against uh, Washington this week and then you got Tyler King from um, from Marshall four touchdowns I will and then uh, Josh Jacobs from Alabama four touchdowns so uh, those are your uh, top performing running backs uh, in the receiving category um, the most receptions uh, goes to Devontae Tevin Devon Tevin Martin, a junior from Washington State, uh, wide receiver, um, 6'3", 184, uh, 187. Um, he has 20 receptions, 258 yards, one touchdown, and his longest reception, it goes for four, uh, 43 yards. Uh, he's got 76 yards after catch, so and he only got one drop. So he's a junior there. Right now, leading the nation, and you know, there's uh, uh, one receiver at 19, another at 18, so not too far off. But as of right now, he does lead the nation in uh, receptions. And then, on um, for the most receiving yards, we got John Ursua from Hawaii, he's a, wi uh, a wide receiver, senior red shirt, uh, 5'10, 176. Um, but he is actually hurt right now, and I don't know. Um, what the injury is or how long he's out i'll find out on that but it looks like he might be a prospect um that will be coming out uh, i think he can play at the next level he's got the skills so that'd be something to watch out for but right now he has 325 yards three touchdowns with the longest of a 54 yard reception 104 yards after catch um so there you go and then uh aj brown you know 16 receptions 300 yards four touchdowns and if you're again if you're following the account you would know that because i put up his stats um then for uh the top the most touchdowns there's three players tied for fourth aj brown being one of them but then you got greg dorch from wake forest uh he has four touchdowns 166 uh, yards receiving 30 being his longest reception uh 70 yards after catch so there you go and then you got uh gavin sharp uh sophomore redshirt tight end from utsa which is university of texas san antonio he's got 11 receptions 189 yards four touchdowns 60 being uh 60 yard reception being his longest and 121 yards after catch um so it looks like he 
can take a little bit of contact. And then AJ Brown actually averaging uh, or his yards after catch is 145. So um, there you have it. And let's see who actually leads yards after catch. And is a tight end from Troy, senior Sam Lenton. <clears throat> Excuse me. He has 152 yards. Uh, AJ Brown's the top receiver that um, that has. Um, the most yards after catch. And then right behind him is James Porch. Or is it Porsche? I don't know. Either way, he's from a wide receiver from SMU, senior redshirt. Uh, looks like he might be a prospect uh, in this upcoming draft. He has 10 receptions, 243 yards, three touchdowns. Um, and then he's uh, his yards after catch is 134. So that is uh, the receiving leaders there. Uh, let's go do a quick on the on the blocking on the offensive lineman david edwards leads the uh the um the nation in pancakes so far with 11 so that's pretty pretty cool uh david edwards is my top offensive tackle um are more offensive linemen so um you might be actually looking at moving him to guard possibly but he uh either way he can play that tackle or the inside but he's dominating so far this season he has zero sacks so that's awesome. And then um, the one player who's given up the most sacks, there's actually one, two, three, four guys. Uh, none of them seem to be legitimate prospects. So, excuse me. Um, but it is Zach Sweeney from uh, UCLA is the center. He's given up four. So um, he's a sophomore redshirt. So I don't know if, I don't think he's going to be a prospect uh, in this upcoming draft. So on the defensive side, total tackles is by Sage Lewis, uh, middle linebacker from FIU, um, Florida International University. Um, so far he has 26 tackles, he has 21 solos, 14 assisted tackles, four tackles for loss, two sacks, no interceptions, uh, three deflections, so that's pretty nice. Looks like he can do in coverage. Uh, I don't know if he, uh, he might be a, possibly a late round undrafted uh, rookie free agent to look at so but his name's sage lewis from fiu middle linebacker um now the one who um leads the um the nation in solo tackles there's actually two of them uh the first one is donovan thompson a senior middle linebacker from um from utah um he has 14 tackles uh two tackles for a loss no sacks no interceptions um, no deflection. So pretty much that's all he has going from is the solo tackles. Uh, and then you got a junior right outside linebacker from uh, Notre Dame, Jordan Ginmark Heath. Um, he has 15 total tackles, 14 solo, one assisted tackle, one tackle for a loss, no sacks, uh, two pass deflections, and that is all about it he has there. So um and again lewis comes in at uh, uh sage lewis comes in at number three for um for uh solo tackles uh tackles for loss let's see here um all right so tackles for loss we got a uh, right in uh shepherd uh i think that's how you pronounce his name uh ole miss uh senior redshirt and um, he has 10 tackles for a loss. He has three and a half sacks. 
so he's putting in some uh some pressure there uh, and then um coming in tied with tackles for loss is a senior from aggie from uh new mexico i think it's new mexico state but uh roy lopez is uh, a left defensive in uh he's a senior he's at 6'2 315 um and he has 10 tackles for loss four sacks so um again he's getting after the quarterback pretty pretty nice and then uh let's see if we can find another prospect who might be going uh yeah uh on on, on roy lopez um kind of give you a quick little brief down like he's a small school player I don't he doesn't have I think his stats whatever he gets this year is gonna be based on the type of competition he plays uh, he's not physically gifted uh, not the best technician when it comes to pass rushing so that just kind of give you a little scoop on uh, Roy Lopez if uh, if teams find him to be uh, draftable but um, I would expect a, maybe a seventh undrafted pick um, so again his physical capabilities are really not there um but you never know uh so let's see we did the sack oh, actually let me do the sacks okay so the top sack leaders again roy lopez being one of them uh there's three of them total so you got a guy from washington he's a junior red shirt i cannot pronounce his name ano wuzu right I guess he's a defensive tackle. He's got four sacks, six tackles for a loss. Then you got Mitch uh, Stantizic from Central Michigan. Um, he's a left defensive end. He has four sacks. This guy, I don't see him as being a uh, pro prospect, um, but you never know. Undrafted maybe, but uh, practice squad, but I don't see him being a uh, actual prospect for... Um, for the main 53-man roster, but um, those are your top sack leaders there, um, and that's about it. There's really nobody who's really producing-wise on the kicking. Uh, well, let me see who has a top percentage. All right, so. So we got a kicker from Greg uh, from California by the name of Greg Thomas. He is six for seven, so he has 84 or 85 percent field goal make. His longest coming at 52, and then you have a junior red shirt from uh, South Carolina, Parker White, who's six for six, 40 being his longest field goal attempt. So. That's pretty nice. And then you got uh, Jared uh, Sackett as uh, a junior from UTSA. Uh, he's four for four, uh, longest coming at 47. And the longest kick comes to a uh, to a kicker from Michigan, uh, Quinn Nordid, the junior red shirt. He is actually four for four. His longest coming at 56, and that is actually tied for first in the big in the biggest kick he might actually be a prospect if for whatever reason he decides to go pro um but uh quinn Nordert, he's gonna probably be one of the better kickers um if not in this class definitely for next next year so but that is a quick brief rundown of the top stat leaders try to make it as brief as possible but try to give you the most um 
detail as possible as far as who's leading what, who's doing what. So, but again, um, that's it for uh, week three and um, for the NCAA college season. So if there's any recommendations, any particular players, teams that you would want, please let me know and I can get that information out um, and, uh, uh, and put it in the next upcoming podcast. So all that being said, guys, I guess thanks for whatever. But anyways, that's it. That's all we have for week three for the NCAA season. Again, any recommendations, suggestions, hit me up.